0: Welcome to the 28092 podcast and another episode. In perusing Facebook one day, as most of us do, I came across a post from Robin Probst Nicholson about a new book about Salem Church. Salem Church is on the Star Town Road and it's been around for about 227 years, according to the book. And the thing about local history or any history for that matter, if somebody doesn't take the time to sit down and put this in writing, then the history kind of fades away and is lost forever. This book is the kind of thing I think a lot of churches would like to do but probably don't have any idea how to get started or how to go about it. So, we'll ask her for some advice on that. So, Robin Propes Nicholson, welcome to the podcast and get started out for folks who don't know you. Just tell us a little bit about uh how you got started, where you're from and all that.
1: Well, thanks Chris. Uh yeah, I grew up in this uh community where our church uh, sits. Um been a part of the community pretty much my whole life. You know, moved away for a little bit. Thought I wanted to live in Charlotte for a while, and then decided that was a foolish adventure. <laughs> and um, but we all come home um, sooner or later. And so I'm back in Lincoln County, loving it still. Back up at Salem. I've uh, been a part of this community you know, um, forever. Um, know still know a lot of the people uh, in the area. I've watched it change over the years. Um, but, you know, still the, the core of that whole community, uh, the old Oak Grove community that we called it, it's still there. And there's still a lot of strength, especially from our faith-based uh, folks.
0: In our day growing up, you know, back in the 60s, 70s uh, and earlier than that, but the church in any community kind of was the heart of the community and everything from, you know, sports teams to, to everything kind of evolved around that, didn't it?
1: Oh, absolutely. Um you know, growing up, you ride up and down the Star Town Road, and you could tell everybody in every house, they either went to Salem, or they went to Marvin, pretty much, and that was, I mean, that was just the way it was, that you grew up in that community, and you went to one of those two churches, Um you know, later as the years progressed, um I think it was uh, Oak Grove Baptist moved in, and folks started going there, so we had a good mixture of lutherans ucc's methodists and baptists all hanging out together and 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 enjoying each other's company
0: yeah and getting along
1: and getting along absolutely
0: so tell me how did you get involved in this project then this looks like this take this took a while it did
1: so to give you a little bit of background salem church um originally started in the late 1700s our official date uh is targeted at 1796 although you know when you get back into those time periods it's hard to find accurate documentation but the best we could come up with is 1796. so that put about 27 years ago that put us at our 200th anniversary there was a group at church that thought it would be a great idea to document our history um 200 years is not something that's easy to accomplish and to continue service at the at the same facility all these years, so we worked with Jason Hart, who was then with the Lincoln County Historic Association, and he engaged Mr. Robert Carpenter um, from Lincolnton. He was an educator historian from Lincolnton, and um, talked to them about you know getting a history. We had. We had gotten someone earlier to try to write a history, and it just wasn't acceptable. So we needed something a little more comprehensive, uh, with better research. So Mr. Carpenter, and uh, especially and then uh, Jason with his assistants, they did tons and tons of research, and it's all well documented in our in our book. Um, And they came up with a wonderful manuscript that started from the beginnings of the church, the beginnings of the Lutheran synods in North Carolina and the United Church of Christ, what was then the Reformed Church. Um, Their beginnings here in Lincoln County. Uh, It's fascinating to see that we were actually part of the Tennessee Synod for a while, when you read the book, before the North Carolina Synod um, became our our home. Uh, So this, this took some time for them to pull together and they finally got it to us. We were approaching our 200th anniversary and nobody really knew how to get this published. So unfortunately, it sat on the shelf for many, many years. Well, a few years back, um, along with my sister, Susan Harris, we decided it's time to get this thing published. In my uh, work, I deal a lot with the Tava Valley Community College up in Hickory. And they have an area there called Red Hawk Publishing. Red Hawk Publishing does some phenomenal work. So I approached the folks at Red Hawk Publishing and said, Here's what we have. Here's what we want to turn it into. Can you help us? Um, fast forward, working with those folks was phenomenal. They were patient and with us, uh, not knowing anything about the publishing world. They helped us to put everything together. They helped us understand what we could and couldn't do. And long story short, we now have a 300-and-some-page book that has the history of Salem, Lutheran, and United Church of Christ documented from its early days up through the present.
0: Yeah, and looking through the book, you guys even have uh, membership roles, so you can find names of relatives or distant relatives, um, uncles, aunts, grandparents, great-great-great-grandparents and all that in there. A lot of detail. Where where do you go to find that kind of information? It can't be easy.
1: Well, remarkably, the church does have some documents that date very far back, so we do have we we do have some of those. Um, the folks uh, that's on the both the Lutheran and the United Church of Christ side. There's some information at the Lincoln County Library. There's some information at the Lincoln County Historic Association. Uh, but Mr. Carpenter also started digging. He went to uh, the Southern Seminary in Columbia, South Carolina, which is part of the Lutheran uh, organization, and he did. A, a good bit of research there but it was interesting that he actually found a lot of information right here at the church that different people um, the two congregations have made sure to preserve all these years
0: so what are some of the more interesting facts that you may have discovered you didn't expect to when you're digging into all this stuff anything stand out
1: well just the fact um, uh, as I mentioned, we were actually part of the uh, Tennessee Synod for a while, and there's um, there's some stories behind that about how the Tennessee Synod and the Luther- and the, excuse me the North Carolina Lutheran Synod were jockeying for position, and the North Carolina Synod pretty much got thrown out, and Tennessee came in and said, "Well, we'll take you in," and um, and then what it took over the years to get you. Us back into the North Carolina Senate. That was something I was not familiar with and uh, had not been aware of. Um, information such as that. And then just the, um, I found what I found so interesting was the details we had around the various construction projects. Uh, this These two congregations first started at what was called the Salem Meeting House, it was nothing more than a log structure back in the 1700s. Um, you know, As they moved forward, as the congregations grew, those structures uh, had to either be replaced or renovated or upgraded. And so how the different members came together, the different uh, commitments financially and in kind that the folks committed to, to make sure that we could continue worshiping here at Salem. uh, that That was quite interesting to me. And um, and just in general, all of the different names, like you said, reading back and going, that was my great-great-grandfather, you know, and, and uh, seeing how they were involved.
0: If you pick up a copy of the book about anybody in Lincolnton, we'll probably find their last name in here. Everybody from Kloniger's uh, to... Uh uh, Dellinger's, Knipes in here, Hallman's, uh, on and on, Ram Sewers. So chances are your ancestors, or at least some of them, probably went through this church. Now, what was it, 1995, the uh, church was put on the National Registry of Historic Places, right?
1: Exactly, and uh, we are part of the National Register of Historic Places. The plaque sits proudly beside the uh, front door there at Salem. Uh, we worked with... Um, Uh, folks on that to get that to make sure that that was um, well documented and we included the actual application which is pretty thick on its own that is actually included in the book so if anyone has interest in reading all the details that went into gaining that national registry uh, it's right here in the book for you to see
0: You know, one of the more interesting things about a church like Salem or any church, for that matter, is you find a lot of information about the history or at least the people who were there based on the cemetery that you've got there. Did that play a role in this? Because I know that's part of your um, preservation endowment that you've got going on. Did you turn to that for any dates and names at all?
1: Oh, absolutely. And in fact, at the very back of the book, we have a complete updated registry uh, or inventory of the cemetery. Uh, we have found over the years, like you said, that is a great resource for documentation. It is also something that anyone doing any type of genealogy work, they want these inventories. They want to know because they have ideas uh, that they don't know for sure. And when you start talking about a cemetery as old and as large as Salem's, it can become a daunting task to them. Um, to go through and, and find that one uh, tombstone you're looking for. Um, I do have to throw out kudos here for um, the uh, one of the Boy Scout troops local to Maiden. We actually had an old inventory, but it was outdated. So I, um, I started thinking to myself, what's the easiest way um, and quickest way for me to get this cemetery updated? So we talked to a Boy Scout troop and fortunately, um, they jumped in and it was a cold January morning, but they came out there, they took the list, they made changes, additions, uh, corrections, and gave us the updated inventory. So it's um, when they say it takes a village to pull something like this together, they truly mean it. Uh, we, you know, between Red Hawk, between the Boy Scouts, between Jason and Mr. Carpenter, um, We've pulled a lot of resources to come to this point.
0: So what advice would you give to other churches in the area? I know there are a lot of uh, old churches here. I don't know. Is Salem the oldest, by the way? Is, it, is there an older church you're aware of?
1: Uh, Salem is not the oldest church. And, you know, I, I should know this, but I cannot think of the church that's old. There's one older. But uh, it is one of the oldest. Um, and I will I'll, I'll answer your question in just a second, but I will comment, too, that Salem, is still what's called a union church. Uh, union churches were a concept back in the seventeen, eighteen hundreds, where multiple congregation used the same facility. Um, Salem is the only existing original union church in the state of North Carolina. Uh, we're the only one that has maintained and survived all these years. Uh, a joint joint use of the salem lutheran and the salem united church of christ congregations um, but for anybody that's wanting to take on anything similar to this the first word is patience um, like i said it took us a long time to get this published uh partly because it did sit on the on the shelf for a long time but um it takes time you've got to have someone who is knowledgeable in historic research. Uh, Starting with the Historic Association is a good place. They can, if they can't help you, they can at least advise you on folks who can help. That's how we found Mr. Carpenter all those years ago. Um, Finding your partners around who can help make this an economical project. Uh, I mentioned Red Hawk Publishing at CVCC. They did the work um, you know, basically as part of their curriculum. Uh, we have, did get a small grant that we were able to help you know, make sure that this went smoothly. Uh, the other beautiful thing about this is CVCC's photography students came down to the church and took some absolutely stunning photos inside and outside of the church that are included in the book. And the way they're placed, uh, I think it just adds so much to what you're reading because you can actually see some so many of the things that we're talking about. Um, work with your, you know, your older members. Work with folks who lived in the area. Seek out those who have been there in the past but maybe for whatever reason are no longer in the community or no longer at that church um and talk to them ask for pictures get pictures and when you get pictures make sure you find out who's in the picture that took some time as well tracking down who all of these people were from pictures back in the 50s and 60s for one thing um and then also we worked closely with the um senate office i needed some pictures of uh some of the past pastors So our Lutheran Senate office in Salisbury was able to provide that. But it just takes a lot of time. It takes patience. Um, I had wanted to get this published a year ago and for a variety of reasons, one being that we held it up to get the full cemetery inventory done, but it just, it takes time and you can't rush something like this not to have it um, useful, um, effective, and informative uh, and something that your congregations and your past members and anyone else uh, would be proud of and interested in.
0: You know, I think it's important too, you mentioned talking to older members or people who used to go to the church because too often they are the only link and the only information to the past, uh, having you know grown up in the community or whatever. And, and with their passing, then the history is lost if you don't record it, I guess. Did you find that to be true?
1: Oh, absolutely. In fact, there's one section in here um and and I, I just happened to flip to it. It's, it starts out talking about around 1929. A young girl, Helen Folkes attended Bible school at Salem Lutheran as one of her first memories of the church. Well, that's my mother, and uh, and to have her quoted here and to hear her thoughts about uh, attending Bible school—that that was one of the first things she remembers about the church—and to know that she was here at Bible school and she. Uh, recalled the you know what the walls of the inside of the church looked like, the um the potbellied stove was uh the pump organ, um, you know, all of this information, quoting you that who the um minister was at that time and, and just talking about Salem as being such a warm and welcoming place. That's um that's priceless to have. But, you know, we we lost mom many years ago But yet she's here with us in this book, and her thoughts are there with
0: us. So where do you get a copy of the book?
1: Um, You can go to uh, CBC Red Hawk Publishing, and they will have a link there to order it from. Um, um, We can also arrange something through the Lincoln County Historic Association. They know how to get in touch with us. And uh, if anybody wants to get in touch with you, you know how to contact me. We have the books available. They're $40, uh, $50 if you want it mailed. Unfortunately, it's cost a good bit to mail this book. <laughs> but um, we'll, we'll work with, who, if anybody wants a copy, we will work with whoever wants it um, and, and make sure that you can get a copy because we are very proud of this, this story of our heritage.
0: I will get the uh, links to Red Hawk Publishing and put those in the notes of the podcast so people can go there. And one other question, speaking of uh, uh, money, you guys are... It, it costs money to do this kind of thing, and I know you started the Historic Salem Preservation Endowment Fund. So if people want to contribute to that, to keep the, uh, the cemetery taken care of, the church, et cetera, how do they go about that?
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much for bringing that up. We actually uh, arranged to have that in place uh, through a very generous donation that we, we got not long ago. And the whole purpose of that endowment is to ensure that this heritage is never lost. Um, you know, growing up in this church, still met, still a member here at this church. The last thing I ever want to see, should anything ever happen to these congregations, is a for sale sign in the front yard of this of this church. Um, so we wanted to make sure that we had this endowment established that doesn't pay for the ongoing daily operating costs to run the church or the congregations, but this is there to make sure that this church is here for many, many, many years to come and that the cemetery is maintained as well. Uh, We're also in the process right now of a uh, semi revitalization project of the cemetery, shoring up some of the older tombstones that have become crumbled and dangerous over the years. So that's also going on. But if you would like to make a donation, you can either send a check made out to just Salem Church not Lutheran or not United Church Christ, this goes to both congregations, but a check made out to Salem Church and send it to uh, 3410 Startown Road, Lincolnton, North Carolina, 28092. Um, our treasurer will get that, and if you would, in the memo, write Preservation Endowment. And the other way to do that is if you want to make uh, other, inform- other information about the endowment, there is a website that you can email us at. And that website is SalemUnionChurch at gmail.com. And you can also use that if you want a book. You know, just uh, SalemUnionChurch altogether at gmail.com. And we'll be uh, checking that and getting any questions answered. Uh, We appreciate any support because this is a part of our entire county's uh, history and heritage, not just people who are here at
0: salem robin thank you so much i'll make sure i get all those links and the information on how to get a hold of the book etc and put that in the notes of the podcast so thank you so much really appreciate your time and uh, talking to us on the podcast
1: thank you so much chris we really appreciate it and appreciate your interest
0: oh you bet no problem well that wraps it up for this podcast if you are a history buff and want a copy of the book all those will be in the liner notes of the uh, podcast here and uh, if you have somebody who went to salem maybe grandparent, parents, uncles, aunts. It's a great Christmas gift for them. They'll probably find their name and maybe even their picture in the book as well. So until next time, we'll see you.